Welcome to Living For Him podcast, where in every episode, you are invited to experience the joy of a life in Christ. I'm your host, CJ Cousins, and in today's episode, it is my prayer that the primary emphasis and goal of the following message is that you hear and respond to the good news about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you for joining us. I invite you to listen with an open heart, subscribe for future episodes, and stay tuned for some next steps after this message. Enjoy. Please let me know by saying I'm there. Praise 
Jesus. Do you have a purpose for your life? Absolutely. When you're in Jesus, your purpose really at the end of the day is to make disciples of the Lord. That's what you do. You need to be wonderful, right? But it's not saying that everything is good in your life. Because all things, how many things? All things. Does that include your mistakes? Does that include bad decisions? Does that include the addiction? Does that include the divorce? Does that include the, the problems in the job and home? If you're in Christ, all things. Maybe somebody needs to get sad again. Is there some hope in that verse? It doesn't mean that all things are good in your life. It doesn't mean that God's even causing them. He's at work. He's at work. He's behind the scenes. He's silently working it out, teasing it out. I didn't want that to happen. I was cringing when I saw but I got a quick. And when this thing is over, you're going to come out like you're going to listen. You're going to be like, what actually happened? What in the world was that? You're going to come out triumphant in the name of Jesus. All of them. All things, including the storm of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus wants somebody to know that there's something where there's someone he wants you to reach. Somebody that needs your storm story. Yeah. You hear me? Because they're going through the same storm. And they need to know. What does it look like for a follower of Jesus if this Jesus thing really works? You know, the West, Western civilization is asking that question. What does the Jesus thing, does the Christian thing really work? When I looked at it, it looked on favorably right now. Are you aware of that? And a lot of it, you ready for this? Yes, I am. I'm putting out there and somebody else will believe the denomination look in the mirror. As I do every day. Well, what does it look like for you to get through a storm? Are you going to try and manipulate it and tease it out yourself? Or are you going to rely on Jesus? Because he is leading the storm. He's leading the journey. He knew the storm was coming. The disciples. Now, the disciples are soon about to discover if they're following Jesus. And sometimes they're even often lead to a storm. Storm clouds gathering overhead. Now let's see what happens. Let's verse 40, 36. Verse 36. The Bible says this. Verse 4, verse 36. Or the One of them says, Now, when they had left the multitude, remember they had a long day of ministry, right? When they had left the multitude, they, they took him along in the boat as he was. I want you to put that in your head just for a second. Leave it there, okay? They, 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 they took Jesus physically in the boat as he was. It's there for a reason. I said, God, why is that verse? Why is that in the text? You can see the second they took him as he was. And, and other little boats were also with him. So it wasn't just the boat with the twelve and Jesus in the boat. There were other boats. Dispersed a few storm stories in the Gospels that were there, experiencing this along with them. Verse 37. And a great windstorm, a what? A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat 
It's like some of our lives right now. The waves beat into the boat. So that it was already filling. Verse 38. Verse 38. But he, that's Jesus, was in the stern. That's the back of the boat. He was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. If I picture you mind. Asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher or master in your translation, do you not care that we are perishing? Please be pause. Pause for a second. Let what they just said sink into your mind as if for the first time. Think about what they just said. Who are they talking to, family? Jesus. Yahweh of the Old Testament. Never after the humanity is Jesus. You understand that, right? God who created the universe and sustains it, breathes galaxies into existence. Gave all that divine prerogative of that in heaven. So I'm coming down there into that mess. I'm taking on human flesh. I'm going to experience the hardship of life, the real deal for 30 years. I'm going to get this boat with them, and they are saying, Do you care? I'm their divine care. I made them in my image. Children and God cares about this? No. Do you think about it? Well, I found CJ at the wrong moment. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, right? I would have said, hey, Bodhi, I mean, she was talking to you today. She was here off this experience, all right? What? Someone else in the gospels who said, Jesus, do you care? Martha. Mary is sitting at his feet, and Martha's busy, like many of us in ministry, running around trying, just trying to figure it out all by himself. And, and Jesus is there trying to minister to somebody, and they're actually listening to him. And maybe we're not listening to him because he's so busy. And so she gets mad because no one else is helping her out with the Bible. And she says, hey, Jesus, I don't want to interrupt your sermon and your Bible study or whatever y'all doing, but uh, don't you care? She's like, I'm stressed out. I'm doing this for you. What did you say? Let me repeat it twice. It's, it's a strong and bad statement. Hey, whoa, slow down. You want to listen? You're worried about anything. What do you say? Losing the boat family with those disciples. Asleep, right? Modeling something for them. Modeling something for us. See, Jesus is sleeping in the storm, but that's what he wants us to do. Take a nap. Martha, you know, you're worried about many things. But who's in the boat? You see, because you can trust Jesus in the midst of this storm. Listen. Because his presence gives you rest. Listen to that again. His presence 
gives me rest. The question is not whether he is present. The question is, are you aware of his presence? You've forgotten. They've forgotten that Jesus is in the boat so much to the point they were trying to solve the situation themselves. Oh, they were trying to do all kinds of stuff. Get the buckets up, throw it up. You, you're right, he's not. It's not too much weight. Throw them bad boys up. They're doing everything on making their own power, and they forgot the person who was demonstrating all that kingdom power all day long, right? And they personally, John was saying in First uh, John chapter 1, first few verses, he says, He who we handle, we, we touch them. Right 
That's not what God looks at you. He's not looking at your story with the mistakes and how you got the story there in the first place because of your own poor decisions. No, he goes, ah, Jesus, perfect faithfulness is covering theirs. How he got through the storm beautifully and perfectly with confidence in me. He's credited to CJ. He sometimes worries a little bit about how he's going to get through the storm. That's the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is incredible to you. Jonah's story is redone. Your story is redone. You can trust Jesus in the storm because you, his presence gives you rest. The presence of the one who has already relived in your story. There's one last thing that we need to know. And we'll find this out in verse 39. Verse 39, the Bible says, And he arose, Jesus now, in response to you, care, he arose and rebuked. You know what? Rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was, listen, a great calm. A great calm. Another one says, in verse 40 or 41, says, But he said to them, How the disciples turned into a teaching moment. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Faith is an intellectual exercise, the list of doctrinal beliefs, which is involved in it. Is that what he's talking about there? No. How is it you don't have faith in him? It's in the boat. Verse 41. And they feared, that's not to be afraid, they were in awe. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, and this is the question, this is the question of this whole story, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey them? Who is this man? Because Jesus in the midst of his storm. Listen, because he has power over this one. You can trust Jesus in the midst of your storm because he has power over the storm. The biggest deception of the enemy is to make you think that he is more powerful than the Lord God of heaven and earth. Do not believe that word. Your life will be jacked up. Do you guys understand the devil is literally terrified? Not just in Jesus, but when you claim the name and the power and the prerogative and the presence of Jesus. He's terrified. Terrified. You understand that? He has power over the storm, but he his bark sometimes is bigger than his bite. And he wants you to hear the bark and get scared. This is happening on the news right now. He wants you to go and run for fear. So greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The world is in the way to retreat this coming weekend. I'm an adult. I can't wait. I'm totally excited. Friday night, we're going to do something. I can't wait to do stargazing. We're going to be talking about being in awe of God. We're going to look at what the planetary was doing. But the, the 
Actually, what kind of scholars are looking at this? They're kind of seeing a connection here between the demons and, the, and nature here, and, and it's almost as if not necessarily that the devil created the storm, but it's taking advantage of the fear that the disciples have because of the storm. To make them try to rely on self and solve it themselves instead of the moment the wind broke, Jesus, 
Right? And Jesus says, I'll be scared of kids.
Thank you for listening to Living For Him podcast. I pray that you were blessed by this message and that you experienced the good news of the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. I'd like to personally invite you to respond to this good news and take the next steps in following Jesus by clicking the prompt in the description. I've also created a resource to help you experience the joy of a close relationship with Jesus called the Life in Christ Daily Devotional Journal. If you'd like to experience Jesus daily, watch the good news of his story unfold throughout scripture, and do this as a weekly small group gathering, then get your copy today in print or ebook by clicking the link in the description. Living for Him exists to tell the story of Jesus for the equipping of healthy disciple makers who extend his reign of love. If you'd like to support the further development of this exciting ministry, then I encourage you to become a monthly supporter by also clicking the link in the description. Your support is greatly appreciated. You're also invited to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting our website at livingforhim.tv. Lastly, we kindly ask that you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you're listening to us on, and share this podcast with your friends. I look forward to meeting you here again in our next episode, where our desire is that you experience the joy of life in Christ. Once again, I'm CJ Cousins, and I'm living for him.